Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. Welcome everyone to 30 Screams or Less, a horror movie podcast where we review horror movies in 30 minutes or less so you don't have to. Today's movie we're going to review is called Bone Tomahawk. It was released in 2015, directed by S. Craig Zoller. It's starring basically everyone. It's essentially like an all-star cast. You have Kurt Russell as Sheriff Hunt, Patrick Wilson as Arthur, Richard Jenkins, the father from Step Brothers, as Chicory, David Arquette as Purvis, doesn't have a big role though but we'll get into all that and sid haig rest in peace as buddy so the movie's about in the dying days of the old west an elderly sheriff and his posse set out to rescue their town's doctor from cannibalistic cave dwellers with that in mind i think we can just jump into this 30 screams of less starts now Corey, what did you think of bone tomahawk man what a trip this movie was like you said it came out in 2015 and i'm pretty sure it's been on my watch list since then and for some reason i just never got around to it until we started talking about what we wanted to review this week uh, it, yeah. it was great man it was a cool mix of old school western movies which brought me back to hanging out with my dad because he loved westerns and uh, clint eastwood stuff like that and this was like that but it had way more yeah same deal actually for me it was like my grandfather he watched westerns every day i would always look over to his window because we had joint homes it was like a two family i would always look over and there was always a western on he was always watching westerns i haven't watched a western in quite some time so i know we typically we review horror movies so this is bridging that line between western and horror and i think it's more because of like the violence and kind of gore and the cannibalistic nature of this movie naturally we're going to get into all that but yeah it did bring back some memories of watching westerns and i haven't watched one in so long but yeah this movie starts off with a bang immediately starts off with a throat cut which is pretty much a shitty way to wake up it was david arquette's character purvis just robbing someone cutting their throat like the whole camp was dead from that method and they were just robbing them yeah and then one of them gets was it David Arquette that died? No, it was it was Sid Haig that got jumped by one of the Native Americans out of the woods, right? Yeah, so it was like slightly after. They heard horses coming, which is indicating, okay, they heard the gunfire. They're about to go investigate. Don't know if it was the cavalry or something like that, but as soon as they heard the horse stomps in the distance, they fucking left. They were out. So they started going. They went through this path. They saw all these skulls along the path, which is like an indication of, okay, this is probably a bad area to be in. So they actually pulled up or walked up to this area. They had skulls and rocks, and it was like some circle formation showing that maybe this is a ritual site of sorts. And that's when he got ambushed and shot with arrows by the cannibals. Essentially, they were Native Americans, but they were their own 
kind of clan, if you will, they focus more on cannibalism as opposed to the land or anything like that. Did they ever actually show these people eating humans? Oh, they did. They showed one guy later on in the movie eating a leg like a freaking turkey leg. Oh, <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the only scene that I saw where they showed cannibalism. Other than that, they showed these guys just like slaughtering people. And we got introduced to these cannibals via, again, Corey, another dead kid. I don't know how many episodes now where a kid dies. And I think at this point, it's just a standard in horror movies. But essentially a farmhand, here's some rustling going on in the farm and gets shot in the head by an arrow and killed by these cannibals, like real fast. And that's how we're introduced to this cannibal crew. They then go into the sheriff's station and take the doctor that's in there. The doctor's actually in the process of tending to one of the prisoners, which was Purvis, David Arquette's character. So they both got kidnapped by these cannibals. So you forgot to mention the beginning when she's with her husband, who is Patrick Wilson, who I still don't understand how he had a broken leg. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't mention that. So the whole setup is Patrick Wilson. He's got a broken leg. He's kind of laid up in the house. The doctor is his wife. She's tending to him, but she's also trying to tend to other people in the town, which interesting town, by the way, feels like there's only five people there. Yeah, literally the entire cast is the whole town. Everyone we read in the beginning is the whole town. Pretty much. Yeah, they all fit in a bar like one of those local saloons. And it looks like there was basically no one in there. I was a little confused by that. But yeah, we'll talk about all that stuff. Essentially, she was going to tend to one of the prisoners that the sheriff shot in the leg because he was a drifter and he knew he's up to no good by robbing people, things like that. I think it was just from years of experience knowing that this person's not supposed to be in this town and he's about to cause all sorts of trouble. But that's the start of it. We found out, I think, later on in the film what happened to Patrick Wilson's character, Arthur. He was on a roof, I guess, and I think he fell off, and that's how he broke his leg because she said while she was in one of those makeshift jails from the cannibals, he shouldn't have been on that roof. Jesus, I must have fallen asleep or something because I don't remember any of this shit, and I watched it like an hour ago. Yeah, here's a little tidbit, by the way. This has been very helpful watching movies with captions on ah so, my wife loves that yeah and i'm, uh, gonna, I'm I, gonna get i'm gonna get yelled at as soon as she listens to this now because she's gonna be like i told you yep yep it's all over thanks yeah yeah no problem <laughs> threw you under the bus there <laughs> oh god yeah it's very helpful i used to not like the idea of captions because i felt like they were distracting and we talked about this a while ago where it was like watching foreign films and you would watch the captions because you're not understanding what they're saying in the foreign films. But I've grown used to it because it tells you things, especially if they're not exactly clear in how they talk. It's just there. You can get an idea. It's like, oh, okay, they're saying this, even though you couldn't really understand what the character was maybe saying, or maybe they said it quick or said it quietly, something like that. So it's helpful. It actually is very helpful especially if you're half watching it, but I was pretty invested in it. It's a great idea. I recommend it to everyone. Well, maybe the next one I watch, I'll give that a whirl. Yeah, definitely give it a whirl. Your wife, I'm sure she'll appreciate that. Maybe you'll switch over to that process. It's a good idea. 
So it's not just for accessibility reasons. It's now for even more detailed dialogue. It just hurts my eyes. I've talked about this before when we talked about those Korean mm -hmm. movies. Like most video games these days come with subtitles turned on by default and I have to turn it off because I'm always focusing on the bottom of the screen instead of what's happening on it. Oh, see, that's what I mean when it comes to watching the foreign films is that you're focusing more on the subtitles than you are the actual film. So I get it. I completely understand. It can be a bit distracting, especially when you're watching maybe or playing God of War or something. And there's so much going on in the background and you're like, I'm watching the subtitles and it's, it can be distracting. Yeah. I was, I'm replaying the last of us part one right now. And it's the same thing right out of the box. There's just fucking subtitles, man. Fantastic game, by the way. And oh, yeah. uh, you know what I would love to do one day, maybe do a little short series of us reviewing the show. Hey, that'd be fun. That could be a cool idea. Who knows? Maybe we can do something like quick little thing or whatever. 30 screams or less part one, two, three, four. I don't know. Something like that. But audience, let us know what you think of that idea. That could be cool. Not only just reviewing movies, maybe we can review some shows that are horror based. That's actually what I'm doing. Like I'm replaying it for the sole fact that because the show just wrapped up, I just want to see how close it was to the game. Oh, yeah. I hear it's slightly different or there's different aspects to it, expands on it. So I don't know. I mean, I played both games. I played The Last of Us 1 and 2. So I know the story for the most part, but it would be worth a watch. I loved all the cameos in the oh, show. Oh, really? Okay. See, I haven't watched the show yet. Um, oh, really? So we, yeah. So we held off on watching it because we're just going to binge watch it in one sitting. There you go. It's over now, so you can do that. You've probably got like two years to catch up. Oh, yeah. So Because there's going to be a point where spoilers aren't a thing. You're just missing the boat. I don't know how you decided to just not watch it as it aired. Well, you know what it is? It's like you watch an episode, then you're just like, oh, fuck, I got to wait till next week type deal. Yeah, I couldn't resist. I watch it every week. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I usually take that approach and they go, all right, I'll just watch the next episode the week after. And it's something to look forward to. Yeah. All right, let's get back to the movie for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, getting a little sidetracked here. At least we were talking horror. Did you notice there are multiple references to spoons in this movie? The only thing I noticed about multiple references to spoons was them taking opiates and doing a spoonful of that. But what do you mean by multiple references of spoons? So when the sheriff and that older guy, what's his name? Chicory oh, were in the, Chicory, yeah. in the station and he was heating up soup. And he told Chicory, he's like, I forgot the spoons. So he's drinking the soup. And oh, then, I didn't even realize he was drinking soup. I thought it was like coffee or something. He said it was corn chowder. He's like, this tastes like corn. And he's like, well, it's corn chowder, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I didn't even notice. That's one thing that I missed. So I got a lot of the dialogue. I guess that's one aspect I just missed. And but. then uh, another spoon reference when they're out on their little journey there and they set up camp for one night. Again, Kurt Russell was like, I forgot the spoons and they were eating the dinner with, I think, their hands. Like real men. Yeah, but he said, I forgot the spoons. Again. But, but they're eating, what is it, eating meat or something like that? You don't use spoons. But yeah, there's a lot of references to spoons. Like how many spoons will it take to kill this person with opium or something like that? Well, like I think they, they, had, they were eating beans too and maybe that's what the spoons are for. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you could technically drink a can of beans. I wouldn't recommend it, though. I feel like that would be odd. That's fucking gross. Yeah, just fucking pounding beans. <laughs> Give me a can of beans. Fucking. Give me a straw, of... too. I want a boba straw so, like, I can suck them all down at the same time. 
You know those big straws you get with boba tea? Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Those are perfect for beans. Oh, jeez. <laughs> drinking beans. Oh, like I love beans. Don't get me wrong, but I think the idea of drinking beans fucking grosses me out. Next time you get some beans, try it out. Fucking YOLO. Yeah, send it. Yeah, eat that everything, shit into my throat. Everything's going wrong for you right now. Why not? Fuck it. Why not? I might as well drink some beans, maybe save a few bucks, save some time. Just sit at my desk. You know, I'll do some work on the podcast and be drinking beans. And we'll do an episode all about drinking beans. Yeah. We'll have a separate podcast where we just talk about stupid shit. Where like drinking beans or porridge or whatever the fuck. We were at a H Mart last weekend and I saw porridge on the shelf and I almost took a picture and sent it to you. Why didn't you? That's what we talk about half the time is porridge. Because I was (laughs) I was so overwhelmed. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's fucking massive. I hear it's it's massive. massive. I hear it's like this big ass store of like Asian food. Yeah. Okay. I haven't been though, but I hear great things. It's like 50 minutes from us. So we decided to take a gander. Day trip with the wife. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'll take a little day trip with the girlfriend. There you go. Go check it out. And just be warned though. It's like fucking Black Friday in the parking lot. There's a, it's a very small parking lot. The one in Burlington. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're going to be circling that bitch for a while trying to snipe somebody's parking spot. Oh God. Is anyone going to hit me in the fucking elbow? That's my question. Like, is that packed? It's possible. Ah, oh, fuck. So yeah, for those of you who don't know, I fucking broke my elbow. <laughs> I still can't. Those words just don't click. Nope, nope. Slipped down a flight of stairs, landed straight on my elbow, got up. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> but, and then we're, I'm like, ah, I'm fine. I'll shake it off. Next day, oh, I got a fucking broken elbow. <laughs> fucking At least uh, you, got, you got time to kill right now. I do have time to kill. So I got plenty of time to work in this podcast, which is great. Whatever. You know, so, I've got, I'm not doing shit. So why was everyone's clothes very clean in this movie? Oh, you know, I was thinking that too. I'm watching it. I'm like, for a Western, it really looks like their clothes are nicely pressed. It was at the dry cleaners or something. Their hair is clean as anything. Usually when you watch a Western, they're fucking slimy looking. Yeah, they never really got dirty until the end. Yeah, and even so, you would think if you're sleeping on the ground in a white suit, you'd be fucking head to toe dirty. That white suit would have just turned brown at some point. But nope, just spots here and there where it was a little dirty. And uh, that, that confused me. This didn't really feel like a true Western in that aspect. Like, they should have been a fucking dirty ass mess. Yeah, dude, we never even talked about Bruder. You didn't even write him down on the notes here. Yeah, who? I'm sorry, who was Bruder again? Bruder was that guy in the white suit who I thought was just going to be fucking dirty. Like, I thought he was a bad guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't write Bruder down because, I mean, he was a pivotal character. I just, I went with the names, like the big I, names that people I think know. he got the best death, too. Yeah, oh, God, his death was gnarly. He got his hand chopped off by a tomahawk, and I didn't even realize it at first. I thought it was just a rock he was hit with, and I was like, oh, that's a gross break. They don't even use tomahawks, though. They're like sharpened bones. Yeah, I saw that. Like, what kind of bones are they using where it's one solid piece of fucking bone turned into like a tomahawk? It looked like a jawbone of sorts. Holy shit, it just dawned on me. The movie name, Bone Tomahawk. Wow, wow. I'm glad you could fucking join us, Papa Steve. Welcome to the fucking party, pal.
Oh my god! It just—it literally just dawned on me because I was thinking the whole time, like, "What the fuck is? Why is this Bone Tomahawk? Like, I don't see anything. Like, the name of the town isn't Bone. No one's name is Bone. I can understand tomahawks because the natives would use tomahawks and arrows as their primary weapons. But I thought that was like an odd name, and it just fucking dawned on me. Yeah, dude, it was fucking jawbones. It was like deer jawbones or something that they sharpened and then just cut people up with. Good fucking Lord. Oh, my God. I can't believe that just dawned on me like that. Yeah, I'm a little I'm sad for you. I'm on coffee, too. Give me a break. I haven't had coffee today. No bougie coffee, though, this time. No Starbucks. Just uh, no. good old-fashioned homemade coffee. Dude, I got some new coffee flavors this week from Bones. Oh, speaking of Bones. Nice. Carrot cake and Jamaican me crazy, which is like rum, vanilla, caramel, I think. Huh, that actually sounds pretty good. However, a carrot cake... I don't know. I'm not sold on that idea. I wasn't either, but it's delicious. What am I drinking? I'm drinking like this weird Disney coffee. I don't even remember what's in it, but I know it tastes good. It's fucking two o'clock in the afternoon. You're drinking coffee. Yeah. Yeah. I woke up late. Well, you got to stay awake tonight since we're going to that show later. So that's true. We're going to ICW and uh, we're going to watch some violence. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully you don't get hit with a fucking light tube or something. (laughs) I kind of hope you do. Uh, I'd be like, fuck my life. (laughs) Oh, man. So the violence in this movie, though, it was another very slow burn movie. But then once the violence starts picking up, poor Nick, man. Oh, yeah. This was some straight up Terrifier shit. Except obviously Terrifier was way more violent regarding splitting someone in half. He took a hacksaw in Terrifier 1. So Nick got a tomahawk. You know what? No, let's start from the beginning of what happened to Nick. So Nick was stripped naked, and then they started cutting his forehead and then scalping him. And Corey, what else did they do? Then they took the scalp and they fed it to him, put it in his mouth, his own hair, top of his head, and then they took a stick and pushed it down his throat. Yep. Then they turned him upside down and uh, they took one of those bone tomahawks and started basically hitting him in the gooch area, (laughs) fucking sliced him in half, and then two people pulled him apart. Yep, right in the grundle. Yep, he was toast after that. Oh God, that was I was was cringing. I was was reading like everything I had ever read about this movie. They would always refer to it as that scene, similar to what they did with Terrifier, like you said. There's that really one gruesome scene in the movie, and uh, you kind of have to look away during it, unless you're us. We fucking watch it. Yeah, I was watching it and going, "Fuck!" I'm just imagining like someone hitting me in the balls with a tomahawk. That would suck a lot. Yeah, and then they just rip the guy apart. Two people each grab a foot and they pull. Yeah, that seemed a little too easy. It seemed like you were just eating chicken wings when you pull the bones out and you eat the whole thing. It just seemed that easy. I didn't realize you can split someone in half like nothing. They already got it started, man. It's like a piece of paper. You like cut it a little bit and then you can pull it apart. No problem. Yeah, like Velcro. Yeah, exactly. They just did it with a human. (laughs) Oh, God. Rip his dick and his ass right in half. Right. Did they split his head in half too when they were pulling? Because I would think the head's in the middle. So what side does the head split towards? To the left? To the right? I don't think they went all the way down. At least they didn't show it. No. But at some point after that, they showed one of the cannibals eating a leg like a chicken leg. Now I I can't wait for the Deerfield Fair this year. It's in like October. I get that turkey leg every year and I'm going to pretend it's a human leg this year. Just in honor of this movie. Oh, my God. Just be like, mm, feet. At least they weren't doing something fucking weird, like sucking a toe or whatever. I'd be like, okay, that's, nope, nope, off, turning off. Can't do it. 
I'm out. Yeah, fuck this shit. I'm out. But yeah, that that was definitely a uh, a brutal fucking scene. And then they decide that they've had enough of Nick, and they pull Mr. Kurt Russell out of the cage and start fucking around with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is a beast. He ain't no bitch at all. Dude, they like took one of those bone tomahawks again. They took his thermos, first of all, because he tried to drug them with what, opioids or something? Mm-hmm. And then they took his little flask that he had and threw it in the fire. And then they took the flask out of the fire, so it's like piping hot, and they shoved it in the wound they cut in Kurt Russell's stomach. And so you can gnarly. hear the fucking, you can hear it sizzling. Mm-hmm. I cringed a little bit. Yep, like a steak at Chili's. Yep, like a hibachi. Yeah, like a hibachi. Let's go with hibachi instead of a steak at Chili's because I think those are just warmed up in the microwave or something. So this man now has a flask as part of his body. Yeah, so the flask is... Long, no, the flask is lodged inside his abdomen. So they managed to get the repeater. And for those of you who don't know or don't play Red Dead Redemption 2, repeater is a rifle. And they shot him in the belly with one bullet. And obviously back in those days, that's pretty much a kill shot. And they put the gun back to the genitals. They love just going right for the genitals, this crew. And they tried shooting it and didn't go because they didn't reload or nothing like that. They don't know how to use guns. They're savages. They just know how to use tomahawks and arrows. But one of them figured it out, was getting ready to shoot him. And then Patrick Wilson or Arthur comes crawling in with his broken leg and all and shoots the native that was uh, trying to shoot the sheriff in the balls. But this was after the sheriff cut his foot off with one of those bone tomahawks. Yeah, just so easy, just like a warm knife through butter, cuts half the foot off, and that's when Arthur came in and helped kill him. I actually cringed when I saw half the foot get cut off there. Because it was it just like, it bounced away like a rubber ball. It did. Imagine <laughs> just like the half the foot just bouncing around the room. You're like, all right, fucking stop. <laughs> yeah, and then like you said, he comes in and caps him oh you forgot to mention so the savage did figure out how to reload the gun and ends up putting one in the sheriff's stomach and he's just bleeding profusely Mm -hmm. at that point and of course the sheriff being a fucking badass after they shoot the natives he knew he was going to die so he grabs the repeater and just sits up against the wall whatever of the cave says his goodbyes, says to Chicory, tell my wife I said goodbye and I'll say hello to yours because Chicory's wife died way, way, way earlier, like years ago or something like that. So that was like his final words, his goodbyes, and he just hung out like a beast waiting to kill the rest of the natives. I love one of the like little subtle things they did with this movie where they kept count of how many of the Native Americans there were. Like they started with 11 or 12 and then there's that scene where he's saying goodbye, the sheriff's saying goodbye to everyone, and he asks how many each of them have killed. And he's like, oh, that means there's three left. Exactly. And we're going to get to like what happened at the end. But one thing I did want to bring up, though, as they're walking out, they actually mentioned this before about, and especially has to do with the count. So they said X amount of cannibals. I think it was like seven at that time. And then as they're walking out, they see one of the pregnant ladies that they referenced as part of two ladies and seven men. One of the pregnant ladies, limbs cut off and some sort of sticks in the eyes. So she was blinded. So basically her sole purpose is just to give birth. She can't walk. She can't do anything. She can't see, which is friggin' awful. So naturally as they're leaving the cave and the sheriff is just hanging out, waiting to kill the other cannibals that are going to come in at some point, they just walk past her. And I'm thinking to myself, it's another dead kid right there. 
Yep. yep. Another one. <laughs> so obviously, if there's two pregnant ladies and they just walk out, all of the cannibals are dead. There's another two dead kids. That cave they were in looked pretty cozy too, though. It was a nice little cozy cave, you know, a nice yeah. little fire pit. They had their jail cells there. Seemed like a nice little place to set up camp, hang out. I would definitely hang out in a cave like that. Fuck it. Those fucking jail cells they built were legit. I don't even understand how they did that. There was one, one of them looked like it had a wide open hole on the side. Like you could just crawl out if you really wanted to. Oh, I'm sure. It didn't seem like they were all that bright. They have the need to eat humans and give birth. That's about uh, it. We I think it's had- just one or the other. We never talked about Arthur, that scene where he killed one of them, and he's he cut that piece of jewelry out of its throat. Oh, that. You know, I was going to bring that up a minute ago, and we were, like, in such a flow, but I was wondering what the hell he was doing. At first, I'm thinking that he was trying to pull out the bullet that they shot the cannibal with, because, you know, that would make sense. Save your bullets. He may be able to reload that thing back into the gun. Could be bloody, but whatever. Could use it again, recycle that bullet. But as I'm seeing him carve into this, I'm thinking, is it a teeth that this person swallowed and it's stuck in his throat? But it turns out it was a device that they made. It's kind of like a whistle. So whenever they scream, it made this loud whistle, loud scream type sound. That's how you were hearing the crazy beast sound that all of those cannibals were making. Dude, that's like when that when they revealed that part, I was because it sounded like they were just predators, like literally the predator for the most of the movie until we saw that part. And you know what? I thought the same thing when I heard them yell like that. And, you know, he's looking up at the sky. I'm like, that's so much like predator because the predator would do that, too. He would just stand in the trees and just scream out loud and assert dominance type deal. I got that predator feel when I was watching that. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. Yep. So Arthur was using that whistle thing that he carved out of the cannibal's throat to actually lure them in so he could kill them, which I thought was a little snazzy idea. Ah, Considering you basically had one leg. Yeah, exactly. Think about how much he had to travel with a fucking broken leg just to get to that cave. That's wild because they took days to get to that area. Also, how the hell did they figure out exactly where they were going if they had no compasses? I don't know. And another thing that I was confused about was the fact that they literally left him a trail of rocks in a desert so he could find where they were. Fucking rocks. Yeah. Yeah, that helps. Okay. Oh, I know exactly where it is. That looks like a line of rocks. And, you know, I'll go that way. There's a lot of line of rocks when you're in a desert. I've been in a desert. There's no rhyme or reason... That you can figure out, okay, I have to go this way. Okay, I guess that works. Next time I'm in the desert, I'll set a line of rocks and someone's going to find me. (laughs) Or just bring some Skittles with you and set those out instead. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I have Hansel and Gretel rolling up and I'm like, I don't need your help. (laughs) You just ate candy all the way here. How the hell are we going to get back? And I'm like, I don't know. Or you could do beans. Oh, beans. But I would have been drinking those along the way, I'm sure. Bring multiple cans of beans. You're going to get sick of them at some point. Yeah, I mean, drinking beans in the desert, I don't think sounds like a good time. No, good way to get dehydrated and dead. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, at least I'm fed, but drinking beans, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I I prefer water, but, you know, when you're in the desert, you don't have water, you just make do. Yeah. Yeah, but what else was I going to say about that? Yeah, walking that whole way, I thought that was crazy with broken leg and everything. The scene where he got left in the desert, by the way, I don't think we actually talked about that. No, we didn't. No, where he had to get his legs set because he basically rebroke it trying to fight one of the crew who said something snarky about his wife. And 
He rebroke it, so they gave him a bunch of opiates to knock his ass out so they can reset it. I feel like they should have showed it for a little extra violence, but they didn't show it. They just cut away to, I don't know, the mountains. No screaming, no nothing. They should have just added it in there. Fuck it. They already got super violent at the end. Maybe they just waited for the violence. Kind of like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Tarantino movie, where nothing was happening until the end where it turned into nothing but violence. I never watched that one. You never watched that one? Oh, it's good. Very long, slow burn. But the end is where it kicks into friggin' overdrive, quintessential Tarantino style. Yeah. I'm surprised this wasn't a Tarantino movie, honestly. There's like everything that he normally does. Yeah. It did feel that way. You know, he had that movie, uh, The Hateful Eight, which I didn't watch because what was it, 40 hours long? Dog shit, too. Don't watch it. No. Um, no. Someone's going to come for me for saying that, too. I know it. My girlfriend said the same thing. I've had it in like my Netflix queue for ages and I'm just like, eh, I'll get to it. So to hear two people say, don't do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Stay away. Yeah. I'm not going to waste four hours. I, mean, I don't know. It's like three and a half hours. It's something crazy. I'm not going to waste that amount of time in my life. I could be doing way more things with three and a half hours of my life. That actually came out the same year as the Bone Tomahawk movie we're talking about. Oh, so maybe that's why it flew so under the radar. And Kurt Russell's in that movie, too. Oh, okay. I guess Kurt Russell had a bit of a Western kick that year. He made one bad one and one really good one. The average is 50-50, then. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, with that in mind, Corey, what do you give Bone Tomahawk? Bone Tomahawk gets four dead kids for me. Four, uh, four uh, dead kids out of five. <laughs> four out of five dead kids. I thought this was actually a pretty brilliant movie. It was very long. It's 132 minutes long, but I never really noticed that it was. Like, even though it's kind of a slow burn... I never felt bored. Um, I thought the cinematography in it was really awesome. The cast was absolutely stacked and the score was really good too, man. I really enjoyed this movie and I'm kind of upset it took me this long to watch it, but I'm glad I did so we could talk about it on this podcast. Yeah, same. Four out of five, not four dead kids out of one live kid, but yeah, four out of five from <laughs> four out of five. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I was engaged throughout the whole movie, but I feel like this falls more in the lines of a super violent Western than a horror film. But I guess with all the gore and, you know, the splitting down the middle and everything like that, we can kind of lump it in because it's a gory movie. It's very gory once you get to the end. So we'll lump it in. But yeah, if you like Westerns and you like violence, I think this movie's for you. Yeah, just don't expect things to happen until more towards the end of the movie. Exactly. So just wait it out because it does one of those zero to 60 deals. It's a slow burn. But once you get to the end, that's where the magic happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Watch it. Yeah. We recommend it. Obviously, four to five, pretty good score. So definitely recommend it. All right. So that concludes 30 Screams or Less for today. So be sure to like, follow, subscribe on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, especially YouTube. Uh, we post a lot of stuff there, including past episodes. So definitely check that out. Leave us a five-star review and whatnot on all podcast platforms so we can get some more exposure to 30 Screams or Less. And be sure to tell your friends. Also, we're part of the Shining Wizards Network. Visit ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. They got plenty of shows up there that you can check out. They're a very cool crew. I highly recommend checking out their network. You know, they're not horrible. <laughs> we ain't horrible either. No, we ain't. Also, visit 30screamsless.com for all previous episodes and transcripts to go with all those episodes. So if you want to read The Lunacy, it's up there. Check them out. Uh, and if there's anything you want us to review, send an email to 30screamsorless at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. You know, slide into the DMs per usual. Maybe we'll respond. Maybe we'll say fuck off. 
No, just kidding. Well, actually, listen, we have a whole list set up, but tell us what platform it's on, whether it's Shutter, Netflix, Paramount Plus, whatever. Just let us know. All right. And with that in mind, I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And thanks for listening to 30 Screams or Less. Fuck off. Deuces. Have you seen the Challenger? Is that a sex toy? Yeah, it's a sex toy. It's a butt plug that's like, it looks like the size of a fucking softball. <laughs> I thought you were being, I gotta look it up now. The Challenger. Or, or the Challenge. It's one of the two. Fucking gross. <sighs> yeah, I don't know how that's fitting in anyone's butt. <laughs> I don't know which is which one it is here. This one looks like a anal plug dildo. Okay. Probably great, like a red torpedo looking thing. Great, oh, the Great American Challenge. Oh. That's it. And it says, are you ready for it on the package? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, you have to just have that thing submerged in lube for a fucking week. I should have done that on incognito mode. Holy shit. Oh, no. No, your browser history and everything. (laughs) You're going to be all over Facebook and it's just going to be like, ooh, butt plugs for sale. (laughs) God. All right. All right. I'm I'm done. All of that's probably going to be... Like that whole thing right there is probably going to be in the uh, after credits deal. That would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I forgot to hit can't or stop on the recording. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot to hit stop. We're looking at butt plugs. I didn't mean <laughs> to do that. God. Yeah, dude, leave it. Leave, yeah, that would be funny if you incorporated that in. Fuck it.